0: This is this is the In the Black podcast. In you know
1: the black bro. <laughs> and
0: it's down one of the this best is. podcasts I ever heard. Though. Like
2: so, man, check this out. You know in virginia it's one of those i think close to charlottesville that a family found over a million dollars sitting in the road Hmm. and they called the police and they gave it to the police when i read the article in the washington post that thing hurt my heart because lord knows i would (laughs) have
3: you you found a million dollars in a row now, over know, a million dollars and you gave
2: it to the police
3: check it out crush, <laughs> bro. hold on bro. hold on okay, bro. hold crush. on Man. hold on a minute i gotta say i gotta i gotta be i gotta, I gotta play devil's advocate because granted our knee jerk reaction is black people it's like you a crazy motherfucker yeah. but we have to remember life is not a movie you know what i'm saying that yeah. amount of money that i'm now Five hundred dollars? Oh yeah, you yeah, know, keep that shit. Thousand, million. yeah, yeah. but a million?
4: Yeah. Somebody is
3: looking for that shit. But you know
4: what? They're gonna have to and, find that, and that shit has taxes on that shit. They're gonna have to find me, bro. <laughs> Somebody gonna my come. My
0: dude, there oh, is bro, no ways you could. have convinced me, if niggas, that was not a you. blessing from
2: God.
3: I would have <laughs> been like, won't he do it? Bro, <laughs> bro, <laughs> nigga, what? Bro. I don't know over a million dollars. Three letters. I R S. I R S is a gang, my nigga. Listen, listen, There's a gang, listen. my nigga.
2: Somebody was saying- they a hunt the group, you worldwide, my G. Listen, somebody <laughs> was saying <laughs> in the group, right, was like, how could they find you if you, um how could they find you if you had that money anyway? Then somebody uh, somebody replied, was like, oh, you know, they can trace the serial numbers on the dollars. I said, you guys have never heard of washing money? Like, what's wrong with people? Like, like you've been watching. I, would and like, been out I don't about, know like, where five, people
3: have been at in this world, bro. Ass.
4: Rebound. No.
3: <laughs> you, think, you think it's that easy to wash money? It's not. My,
4: my you think God. it's that easy to, it's
3: I, not the I, I 19 was, it's not the 1960s, my nigga. Listen, it's, it's there not there I'm are not chips abandoned. in those things, nigga. There I'm are waterproof chips. In those. There
2: are shockproof <laughs> chips in those damn things, my nigga. Listen, there's a way to come on, man. We see these our white counterparts do these type of things all the time. Because there's, there's a way around
3: it. it. Because huh? they are white. They are let me,
2: let me Let me enjoy some of that white you too. They man. are on I mean, the inside, <laughs> the inside track. They are the inside
3: track genetically. You're not going oh to tell me that. They are the inside track me. genetically, I'm I'm sorry, my dude. The
4: family man. that found the money, were they Caucasian? Yes, they were. All right, go to
3: the next topic. <laughs> next topic. Why did you waste my damn time? Why <laughs> did
0: topic. you waste my... You, know,
3: you, know you, know you know what? You know I, I want to I send you a freaking... Left hook in the mail, all right. <laughs> you could have saved that shit. I should the man. moment that you said gave the money. I'ma FedEx man. a damn left hook for you, man. <laughs> the family gave the
4: money. Yeah, the right, family. Yes, a family.
2: Welcome, welcome, welcome. What's up? What's up? What is? Back once again, it is the incredible in the black podcast. And in case you weren't aware, this is a podcast dedicated to covering the current events and social issues going on in your black world and covering it all from the perspective of three grown ass men who are always in the Mamba mentality. I am your host, Big O, Mr. In the Black himself. But you know, I can't do this alone. Let me introduce the rest of the Onyx. Crush, say what's up. What's good, everybody? Boogie, say what's up, man? What's up? And if you're checking us out on YouTube, <laughs> make sure, I was, I was, I was I waiting for so much
3: restraints.
2: <laughs> so much restraints. You know bro, always got that backhanded comment uh, always loaded. So much, brother, yeah. so much
4: restraint, brother. So much restraint.
2: I'll just say, it And if for you're later, checking us out on YouTube, it. make sure you smash that thumbs up button and subscribe so that you don't miss out on our next drop. But before we jump into everything, man, Boogie, please tell these folks how they can become part of the family. Hey, man, head on over to InTheBlackPodcast.com.
4: On that site, you will find a host of wonderful information, man. You will find uh, past shows. You will find our swag. We have T-shirts, uh, diaper wipes. We have baby bottles. <laughs> 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 we have a little bit of everything. over there. I missed this meeting. <laughs> But seriously,
3: i become a member my of the
4: family, you can go ahead and click "Become a Member of the Family" tab in the corner, man. And in that particular spot, you can buy our swag. There's also a place for you to sign up for our Patreon. You can help us grow into be better, man. We would appreciate you sending everything you can, everything you can. Uh, yeah, I was going to get my cash out just now, but I thought... <laughs> I, know, I
2: know you was. And like own, anyway, you know, never mind. <laughs> and a quick shout out to our partners for tonight's show over at podfaves.com. Do you love podcasts, but find it hard to find your next bingeable show? Podfaves takes out the guesswork by easily identifying the best podcasts out there so you can spend less time searching and more time listening. That's podfaves.com, P-O-D-F-A-V-S.com. Now, this week's Black Box Letter comes from the homie Kirk on our Facebook page. He asked our thoughts surrounding the recent news that actress Lori Laughlin, a.k.a. Aunt Becky, and her husband, Musimo Giannulia you know, I don't know how to pronounce those Caucasian names, have agreed to plead guilty to charges in the college admission scandal. They're, uh, they'll serve about seven months in prison between the two of them. It's also important to note that they had originally pled not guilty, and had been fighting it for about the past sixteen months. So, who wants to go ahead and uh, give their thoughts first, man? Go ahead, Al.
4: White people doing what white people do. I mean, what you gonna say? Uh, <laughs> Shit, this is just the the thing. Just is, that simple. Just that simple. The clears is at it again. Uh, oh, damn it. <laughs> the the I don't have an issue with parents trying to do what they can do to put their children in a better position to be successful. Uh, black folks have done it for generations where we've taken our kids from the hood to try to put them in better schools for them to be better better educated, to be more successful. And we've lied. We've used other people's addresses. Yeah, like that. I mean, yeah, yeah. We, we've done it. So yeah. I don't have an issue per se with that. But my issue is this same sort of thing took place with a black woman who got hammered yeah. with a very harsh, harsh sentence for doing something very, very similar to what these folks is doing. And these white folks, because they are Caucasian and because they're in a different tax bracket are going to be afforded the opportunity to basically get off. Yeah. And that's yeah. the white people's shit
2: that's, that's yeah. what they're able to do go ahead yeah. crush
3: yeah I mean I know that my black ass wouldn't have the resources to fight for more than a year to knock down a damn sentence from how much to seven months yeah about seven I mean, months between I mean, the two of them they're
2: gonna spend
3: they probably spent that much time in a vacation two years ago yeah right you know so uh, you know I think they're I, paying a
2: total fine of like eight hundred thousand between the two of them too. Pocket chains and they had pocket
4: chains, they change. got
3: it, they got it,
4: yep. pocket change.
3: or even worse, somebody from the school helped them out. Oh, well, anyway, but I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> being, I'm, I'm just being nasty.
2: <laughs> I think it's really interesting, man, because like Elle said, I forget the young woman's name, but it happened almost immediately afterwards after this, this whole college scandal came out, and she got hit with like six years, $250,000 ah, fine, and what she honestly did is something like Elle said that folks have been doing. I know the I know tons of folks that did it. That they use somebody else's address that their kid can go to the school, a relatively better school than what their local or their districted school was. Um, I think the biggest part about it is, I know we always lament and we talk about the structural racism that that permeates edu- not just education, but the financial system. The, the, the just the mere thought that they could not only fight this thing, but these are gonna be the same people later on down the road that'll blame your kids or call your kids an affirmative action uh, poll for the school. They say that the only reason why they got into the school was because they were black, not because they were qualified for it. And they help to perpetuate this narrative even though on the back end this is the way the system works those powerful people these people with money these white people with money typically find their way into schools let's 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 back up a little bit and make it very clear miss laughlin's two daughters they gave the crew coach yes crew USC, coach. crew i think it's yeah, crew. a lot of you black people out there don't even know what crew is. Don't even know what crew. <laughs> don't even know what crew is. <laughs> but gave the crew coach, I think seven hundred thousand. And we talk about like the that? coach, not the school.
4: Okay, that should be a distinction made. The coach, the crew coach, not the two live crew coach, not the tough <laughs> crew coach. <laughs> crew coach. That's rowing for your black folks.
3: Rowing. Not so, the manager of J-Crew. <laughs> Not the manager of J-Crew. The crew So they coach. can get a discount. <laughs> <laughs> motherfuckers that hey, do the rowing coach. Right. The rowing, Gave
4: the, the little boat coach. ass
2: coach. $700 plus thousand dollars to safely say that these two girls were getting a Crew scholarship and that's the reason why they're being they have that's never, rode in, right there, never right rode in their there. life I, yeah, we, we, we Damn, bring, that's a never rode in their life
3: yeah
2: yeah we can't pull shit even
3: like
0: worse that off is that,
2: i think like right after this the whole thing blew up one of the daughters i think the oldest one was like nigga i don't even want to go to school like if it left up to me i would because she because apparently she has a these are the things that white people do too she, her mother helped her to start a makeup line I think when she was fairly young and she makes <laughs> money off of that and she's an influencer <laughs> like an Instagram influencer so she, she, so she makes money already on yeah, her people, own God, Lord, she Lord, travels the world oh, yeah. and she's one of those folks that you see her on IG and she just takes pictures from Ibiza and these different places or whatever so she was already making uh, some money she's like she didn't even want to go to see, school She's making no money now well I mean no the daughters are
4: yeah, the daughters are still making that well, change. Sort of, the daughters are still getting the bag.
2: Yeah. And the parents. And the dad is, too. I was going to say, the dad of, uh, is,
4: too. The parents is not, you know, yeah, they're, it's not like they they lose cut it off. No. But yeah. imagine that you're paying hundreds of thousands of dollars for your kid to get in school to play a sport that most of us don't even know what the hell it is.
2: And also a sport that they don't even want to play. Yeah. Never did
3: before. Had no Never idea what it Talk about opportunism at its highest. What? At, you know what I'm saying? They needed they needed a convenient way to to to, to, to excuse a scholarship. So you pick crew. You pick crew because I mean, at <laughs> random. I, I know that was random. That was completely random. That was completely I think random. because it was so obscure. Who's going to be checking for you
2: to be? You know what Well, I'm
4: Becky likes the water, so
2: she likes. Or maybe the cruise. Course. Or maybe crew is the worst performing
3: sport in the in the
2: school. <laughs> maybe they saying? just. You know what? Sometimes these these other athletic programs that aren't as big as basketball and football or whatever the bigs draw is at the school that they need some they need some funding so maybe that's part of what it was it was like oh we know that you guys are suffering you can't buy new boats for the year whatever the case is or maybe you want to buy your own boat mr coach uh, yeah it sounds money. like the coach bought his own boat that's <laughs> what i'm saying it, fifty
4: thousand dollars like to play
2: to a fucking so boat. what do we what do we think about these some because we have a lot of Brothers and sisters that have been caping for Aunt Becky since this whole thing broke. What do you guys really? think about that? I think they
4: like butter biscuits really, really well. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. We are never gonna grow our listenership <laughs> because you just you you are an equal opportunity <laughs> asshole, dog. Bro, go listen, ahead. man.
4: I don't understand how black people defend this sort of thing. Again. We black folks understand trying to do what we can do for our children to put them in a position of success. We know about lying on particular forms yeah, yeah. to get the free lunch, to get yeah. the, we know about that. We, yeah. we dig it, do we understand. Do. But the difference is man, the fact that when we get caught our kids are getting ripped out of the school. we get getting charged. We're getting arrested. But when white folks get caught, they can open up a checkbook and write a check. They can I, recover. They can recover and bounce back and don't lose nothing. Let's Our move on. for that type of mentality. To me, your boy, that is a form, a sign of self-hatred. Oh, 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 oh.
2: before Chris yes. jumps in, you got you to gotta expound on that. What, what? Self-hatred? Self-hatred. Okay, expect i, be, I exactly. it. My,
4: my thought process. If you are caping for white folks, meaning in your caping, you're actually stepping on black folks' thought process and in our oppression. You are displaying self hatred.
3: Yeah, any, any dismissal of any layer of our reality and uplifting of other people is 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 definitely a sign of self hatred. If, if you if you can if you can have willful ignorance, willfully. White we'll ignorance about people about people about people who look just like you, people you could be related to, going through the same shit. Then yeah, you really do hate yourself. You do. And the
4: key component, man, is and I don't feel sorry for you. Uplifting the other people. It's one thing to disagree with the black perspective and say nobody should be doing it. I dig that. It's all wrong. But the the self hatred to me is when you uplift the white folks and begin cheerleading for the bullshit that they do. I self-hatred, patron. Mm.
2: Well, I can not hate on that. Send anyway. all
4: of your email addresses. Your D- email. Don't worry. I'll
2: make sure to put it when I when I when I put this thing together and it goes on the website.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, to I, mean, I, mean I, 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 I mean yeah, send send all the emails, please. Send, I, send mean, that, I know bro, right. You know. I'm Thank trying. you Kirk. I'll, I'll post this.
2: Thank you, Kirk. We appreciate it, man. And to show our appreciation, we're going to send you an In the Black podcast T-shirt. And if you want, you want to get your emails and your comments shared on oh, the show. Oh, that's well. Kurt. Yeah, that's Kurt. That's Kurt. Kurt. That's Prison that's the homie curse, yeah. Because yeah. right when you said, when you prison said, post, but, when you said, <laughs> but, when you said buttered biscuits, that's the first time, like this. No, no, that's his favorite. That's his favorite. He's easy. doing a joke. You if you, you want to get a t shirt as well, you the can message on our Facebook page or you can send an email to in the black podcast at gmail.com. Snigger. Yes, it was Kurt. Kurt, go go ahead, uh, L, man. <laughs> Everybody stupid. in the group, you say Kurt? Oh, like oh
4: yeah, we know who Kurt is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Blackly black Kurt. He all- oh <laughs> shit, man, oh, man I come on. Talking, and listen, I'm not even talking about complexion. I'm talking about yeah, him. that nigga's he black. Yeah, um. black. you think I'm black? <laughs> <laughs> he make me look like Dr. King. You heard know what I'm saying? Oh, shit. oh lord. Go ahead, Al. Do your thing, man. Ah, boy. Hey, man. Fascinating, fascinating story. I came across this article, man. It was making its way across social media, but it didn't get the kind of play that I thought it should because I think if people investigate it, they're really going to see something that is pretty big behind it. Uh, ABC News had shared this story and the title of the story is Racism Declared a Public Health Crisis in Ohio's, Ohio's most populated County. Now, the county they're talking about is Franklin County. Franklin County, Ohio has almost 1.3 million people within this county. Okay. 63% of the people within Franklin County are Caucasian. 23% of the people in this county are Black. Okay. But this county decided to pass a resolution stating that racism is a public health crisis okay now when i when i read it i was like hold on they're already talking about COVID 19 and the effects of you know that's right, happening in right. our community but nah man they are talking specifically about racism being a public health crisis, systemic, and racism, sh- yeah. systemic racism. And I <laughs> shared the stats specifically about the racial makeup within this particular county, because when I read that, I thought, man, this is going to probably be an overwhelmingly black county who would push for something like this, but to see that it is overwhelmingly slanted towards Caucasians and they're actually, they were actually able to
2: pass this. Now, of course, the other side of Elgin. <laughs> oh, real, real, real quick question for you. They were, oh. from what I read, I did not see mm-hmm. that it passed. I, saw that I thought it that they
4: presented it. Nope. Commissioners, so it passed. Commissioners in Franklin County passed a resolution Tuesday that makes the declaration as well as vows to support community efforts on racism and ensure that the board commissioners will work under anti-racism principles. Mm-hmm. What is the makeup
2: of their assembly then? Mm. I'm going to assume this is going to be majority white, given the the makeup of the county. But that's that's like that's flabbergasting. Like it it is, but it it gets mm. even
4: better, man. Okay, Uh, and we can talk about some of the other components that make up the actual resolution because I think that's worthy of discussing it. Okay, what Ohio did in Franklin County, they're not the first to do this. This racism, a public health crisis, is a movement. This is taking place in a number of cities and states across the country. Pittsburgh has done it. Milwaukee has done it. Hmm. There has been a number of places who have done this. Now, of course, you have to begin to ask a number of questions. What is the resolution? What's in the resolution? What are they trying to achieve? All those different types of things. But before we go down that path, I'm kind of curious. What are your initial thoughts when you hear this, man?
2: Uh, just on the surface of it, it doesn't seem tenable. And I don't say it doesn't seem tenable, because it's not something worth pursuing, or something that's worth being put into legislation. I don't think it's tenable because the overwhelm, it doesn't feel tenable, I should say, because the overwhelming majority of the county is white. And I'm going to once again assume that the overwhelming majority of the assembly is also white. So you have these underlying agendas that I think if they don't emerge now, they're eventually going to bubble to the surface and cause some sort of complication. You can only... Not too long ago, we had Ms. Connolly on our show, the author of Good White Racist, and we had an in-depth conversation about how white people feel extremely uncomfortable about talking about race and racism. There's no way that you're gonna push a, any form of legislation that skews towards one group of people and white people just sit idly by and not complain. Or try in some fashion to sabotage it, or am I just tripping? But I, I thought that history was on my side here no, no,
3: in that I, instance. I think you're absolutely correct, Crush. What do you think, bro? Um, I was definitely fascinated by the uh, resolution um, and the fact that they, you know, they specifically identified uh, individualized racism and uh, systemic racism as. Uh, Apparent and uh, quanti- almost almost quantifiable variables in uh, different social uh, different social issues. Uh, they actually identified race as a social construct in the resolution. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they they really uh, they really got a little deep in there more than I expected. Now you're right. The setting that this is being presented uh, makes its viability um, questionable. Um, its intention, of course, is. Beyond noble, um, its intent, uh, its slant towards the academic, is, um, is I think, very appropriate. Uh, because when you, uh, when you deal with facts, when you try to at least present the facts as something uh, you can uh, you can, uh, you, can, uh, you, can uh, you can you can touch the and feeling and, and, and even count, then, uh, then perhaps the, the the question can be uh, uh, further explored. Um, what I'm hoping is that, like El just said, this is the only place this is happening. Um, I can only look at it on one side as a seed being planted. You know, uh, w- if anything, I'm hoping uh, there will at least be a number of studies initiated in those local universities. You know, money will be freed up for this in some way, shape, or form. Someone's going to get it. Someone's going to want to want to. Some young group of kids in college are going to want to uh, take this one step further and see how viable the, uh, the, 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 the premise of racism as a public health crisis is. You know what I mean? That's what tends to happen with things like this. It frees up money for it to be explored in some fashion. Will it be in all these different, different counties? It's hard to say um, because you're right, oh, I'm not going to, you're right, oh, um, you know, the, 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 the chances of this going through all the way is, 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 uh, is fairly minimal at best. But um, then again, we can't underestimate, you know, uh, the, uh, the, the, added, the possible attitudes of, um, you know, maybe some younger demographics involved involved in the process that's a very good um point. you know we don't you know, maybe the motivations of some key figures may get this to a certain point you know what i mean but granted i am guarded as to as as far to, as to how far it will go though i am i'm very guarded as to you know how far does these good intentions you know will go without being tainted or corrupted you know what do you way. think spawned this whole thing
2: though i know that l, i know that l said that this is not the first place to do it I'm really
3: surprised to hear that Pittsburgh is doing it because Pittsburgh COVID. has a long COVID. touring COVID. history
2: with, with reasons. COVID.
3: COVID. COVID. The, 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 num- the numbers, the numbers are, 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 are obscene. Are too staggering. The numbers are obscene. To okay. I mean, I mean okay. To, to, the, to, to the point where, you know, when they, when they have to issue reports to the state, the state's like, wait a minute, hold on a minute. Something is...
4: Hold on. Because yeah, resources are, are going
3: to one part of the state and not another that, that, that's, that's when the questions start happening like why are the numbers so high when in this other part oh well yeah, because we, we can get these people well. Yeah. We have the, the resources to get this constituency well. this other constituency you know, on the other side of the, of the red line? No, you know we, Do they sense. don't have the resources to get them well, so the numbers will <sighs> be obscene I, I mean let's. let's the reason why
2: the reason why I ask what do you think spawned it is because COVID has ultimately affected every corner, every facet of our life in all parts of the country, right? Definitely. Mm-hmm. But you're not seeing this happen in other majority black areas. Why hasn't this happened in Chicago yet? Where you got 35 of the population being
3: affected of 70% of the deaths. I have been asking questions about other large cities in the U.S. and I I can't, I I don't see reports about them. I don't know what's going on. I I would think that there would be major reports on every major U.S. city by now, outside of Atlanta and who else? I don't, I don't think, well, I know it's Atlanta
2: that's Atlanta's a hotspot.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I don't, I don't
4: know how much they want to put the information out there
2: about us dying. Uh, Before you continue, I know I apologize. I think it's fair to point out that even though we're now getting race-based facts surrounding the deaths and the infection rate of African-American people, not all hospitals or uh, essential services um, areas or facilities, excuse me, Mm -hmm. are reporting Anything about race regarding their infected or the death. So it's something that it could be higher than what we actually know at this point because not everybody's doing it. Just as a fact. So
3: it's underreported. It's a very strong possibility. That's, just that's as point part fact.
4: of why this is not being reported. It's a small piece, I believe, because there's not enough certainty out there but i think still even with not enough certainty out there there's enough certainty out there about the number of us who are dying from this and i think the way that this is affecting us not only are we dying from it but we're most of the essential workers we know that we're in these you know poverty-stricken environments the effects on the living black folks in the midst of the covid 19 is also having profound effects on us and I don't think they really want us to be awakened and realize how bad we are really being affected by it because I do generally think that they're afraid of us rising up and sparking some sort of resistance. Really? to a, to a degree, to a degree,
2: I, I, I have to believe that because I can't believe I've been messing with you too long because you've started to make me the most pessimistic motherfucker out there, man. Like I just don't see people rallying I,
3: to do. <laughs> I'm no, i don't don't. Oh
4: no no no! Yeah, I, wait, I, you, mean, I
3: mean, I mean, you're you're implying that you know if the population of if, if the population of black people in America suddenly realized that this disease was, you know, grossly you know taking us out you know by you know by 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 leaps and bounds by abnormal numbers yes. um i mean that we would actually uh you know galvanize around yes. a, around, a, around a medical issue
4: or yeah, lack of resources. I, I mean, think it's and I think I don't think you're minimizing it intentionally that it's a medical issue because I think it's larger than a medical, Well, Yeah, I mean a pandemic. And I, yeah, yeah. I don't think that's what you're intended to do. Right, right. But right, I think right, there's right. a potential there for us to galvanize around us, particularly in an election year. We have mm. an opportunity to make some changes. And you know me. I, I'm not a big believer in the political process, I'm not even really a big believer in this racism is a public health crisis initiative that they're putting forth.
2: Wow, okay.
4: And I'm gonna address that in a minute, but I think this is an opportunity for black folks. I don't think we talk about this enough. I don't think we talk about how COVID is affecting us enough because I don't think that we have the type of media that is
2: putting out the information The people that we do have in the media. Oh, okay, okay. let me ask you this question then. I mean, you're saying you don't think that we talk about it enough. You're talking about in sheer volume or in sheer detail? I think more detail. I okay. think we need to hear more stories, more personal stories-
4: Interesting. the way that we're, it's affecting us on an individual level, because mm. I think people do have a, a general understanding that Black folks are higher statistically, mm-hmm. But then we got to be able to give the personal details and dig into the reasons and the ways. I think it's going to happen. Like this.
3: I think it's going to happen. I,
4: I, I think it's taking place it's in around the corner that we haven't realized. I think this COVID 19 is going to look back and this is going to be a platform for revolutionary change amongst black people. I have to believe that this is the opportunity. Trump wasn't it. This got to be it. Like we, this is an amazing opportunity for us to galvanize and make change in a positive way. Uh, Uh, But my issue with this racism and public health crisis thing. When I read the actual initiative, because if you go to the website, they share yeah. the actual initiative. It's mm-hmm. listed there. It's listed in all the things. It was kind of ambiguous with the actual. Yeah, website.
2: it was kind of broad, but so that's, that's, that's that, fine. That,
4: that was my only major. That, that's fine. Concern. Sometimes you
2: have to start. You have that, to start somewhere narrow. That's right why in. I
4: wasn't trying to go hard on it from the beginning. Like, oh, this is right. some bullshit. But it's like, yo, that's something to pay attention to because. Yeah is not very clear on what the objective is. But I liked what Crush said earlier that this is an opportunity for somebody to come on board to get some funding to further push this because it's going to be some grant money pushed associated out there, with this, right associated with this, that some black organization can get a hold of to attack one of these policies that address an in initiative. And I think that's along the lines, oh, that we got to begin to think, man, when these opportunities pop up, this is the ways that we can actually begin to make change in the system. Is taking the funding that they're giving us to create organizations to create things and policies in our community. And,
3: but you, you also it you know, you can also, uh, you, can also prove, you can also make these black billionaires put their money where their mouth is, because this opportunity also allows these same black organizations to put out an RFP to your philanthropic organization that wants to help young black boys. LeBron, all these guys. Like get the real money. Like if you want to get the like the, the, the federal money is one thing. But
4: that grant but but
3: but but, but 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 with, but with J, but I mean I hate to go down the typical line of billionaires because there's a host of other black billionaires and millionaires that could step up and provide the funding sure. to, to solve this. But this could, be a, this could be a watershed moment for black money also. Yeah. A chance to really invest in, in the future of, 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 our, of, our, of our people in this country. And I guess the question, have you heard a lot of personal
4: stories from black essential workers working in environments where COVID is affecting them?
2: Not as many, a, not, a, not a lot. They're, they're are orga- there are organizations that are tracking these things and there, especially there are advocacy groups. Um, and I use Chicago as a primary example because that's been one of the ma- major or heavily po- black populated cities that's taken the biggest toll. And they talk about how these essential workers will go to, these, uh, to the ERs, to the urgent cares, n- not have all of the symptoms, go in there, Possibly, if they didn't have it before they went in there, get it from being in there and then be sent home yes. only to go home and die or pass it on to other people who ultimately get sick and ultimately die. And to think that that's happening across the country. Yes. If across you, the world. In major that, pockets all, you all over you show the place. Up at over my and if and 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 you over have
4: there. any sort of symptom, regardless if it's allergy related or possibly COVID, they are sending you home immediately. Excellent. Sending you home, they're not taking these tests? They are They are not giving you a test. At the very checkpoint, bro, if they ask you the question and you answer yes to any of them questions, they are telling you to immediately call your supervisor and you are sent home for 14 damn days. And in that 14 days, you are required to get a test. And when you come back, you're going to get another test. But immediately, they're not even letting your ass on the damn campus, homie. You hear what I'm saying? And this is happening every single day. And at my particular job, I am an essential worker and most of the essential workers who work there are people who look like me. I'm telling you. And that's why I say, I didn't see. I don't see enough people on social media who are essential, social, uh, essential workers having open conversations about the shit that's going on their job. Now, I think there's a level of fear, maybe, with that that they don't want to get caught and you know end up losing their job because then I'm losing my damn job in a pandemic. I get you. That you makes sense. I mean? But I don't think it's enough people having the discussions about the treatment that they're seeing these companies do to these damn essential workers because they're doing some shady ass shipped. you don't have enough supplies yeah. you not getting the proper communication from management you are literally walking into a place that is surrounded by death for an eight hour shift that is the most frightening just just eight place, just eight just eight hours <laughs> just, because oh no they ain't giving you overtime bro man, I mean they, look they uh, cutting uh, coins uh, as much I mean yo I'm I got right you, man, right, 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 I got, right I
3: got I got relatives pushing 12 and 14. Man. Shit. You know, what's fun? I
2: don't think one of the stories or one of the aspects of this that I don't know, at least I haven't heard or hadn't heard, I should say, mm-hmm. that people talk about is how quickly this thing can creep up on you. I am unfortunate enough that I had, I call him a brother because I'm pretty close to the guy, met him about five or six years ago, uh, used to work at the post office, the main post office, like the big joint in DC, right? okay and he ended up leaving there leaving about a year and a half ago and going to follow his dream and go to culinary arts school um a few weeks back hit uh, almost a month now his sister got sick and got covid but they didn't know it was that because they couldn't get a test and she was in the hospital and i think like three days after she was in the hospital she ended up dying from covid he had just buried his sister, and then four days later he was dead. And I don't think people are talking about the the quickness or the rapidity that happens when you catch this thing, that all of a sudden, especially if you're an essential worker that you have to go into work, you may not have the symptoms, but you may have those underlying conditions that cause it to be more detrimental. And before you know it, it's a wrap. So you don't even really have That's time right. to quarantine. You no. don't have time to notify people. But then what about your family, bro? Dude, I'm trying to tell you, my boy, John, he buried his sister. He died five, about five days afterwards. And then the day that I got the news that he had passed away, his mom also passed away from COVID that morning. And his brother, his youngest brother, was in the hospital at the time battling battling it. He's since gotten better, but he's not 100%. The place that and that's a family that's been wiped out. They've already quarantined all of the patients at my job but
4: they can't quarantine the employees. So I live in a poverty-stricken environment. And one of the chief ways that people are able to have residences here is they rent rooms. So you have Mm. veterans who work at the hospital who rent rooms because that's what they can afford. You may have six people in one crib renting a room. Shut up. If one of those doggone people get COVID, all six now have it. And this is an actual situation. That's how disastrous this thing is, man. But they can't afford, they can't afford not to go to work. They can't afford to take the time off even if they got the time on the books. Folks, black people cannot afford to even take time off to protect themselves in the midst of a pandemic. We have to literally go
2: into an environment where death is waiting for us. I know we're getting off topic here, and I apologize, and we've gone over the allotted time for this segment, but I want to ask this question. What do you guys, how do you guys feel about this reopening of America? Because you're hearing it all, I, at I think 49 of 50 states this week have opened back up in some capacity or the other. They may still have like stay-at-home orders, but at least businesses are back open and so on and so forth. To be very honest with you, I am not comfortable with it right now, man. My job where I work within the past two and a half months or whatever was closed a total of about 20 days because of four separate incidences where somebody had it and they had to shut down to clean up and do all that other stuff. And you still got DC, which is a hotspot. People, the numbers are still going, still going up. They haven't, I don't think they've plateaued yet. No, they haven't. People are still dying. The infection rate is still going up, but yet they're trying to get businesses back open, not just businesses. Like you can just go into a store real quick, a small mom and pop and run out. They're talking about people sitting down in restaurants and eating together. A lot of Pennsylvania has already opened up,
4: particularly Western Pennsylvania, which, again, introducing race into the context is predominantly white. So you have it's
2: more sparse, right? It's not. It's 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 not. No,
4: no, because you still have area. You still have Pittsburgh. You have little cities out there. It's not not as sparse as people tend to think of it. But that's already opened up. It's moving towards us. Now, I'm in the Philly area. They ain't open Philly up no time soon for a number of reasons. It's just not wise. But I'm in a position economically where if they were to stay closed, it's not going to hurt my pocket. I'm Hmm. not going to lose out financially because I still have the ability to go to work to make income. But for people who are like me, black folks. Who haven't been to work in a while, who need that income to make sure that they can take care of that family? I I I don't know. I don't know where I stand with you know opening things back up because on one side, shit, they're gonna die and, or catch COVID and get really ill. On the other side, they're not able to provide for their families, and that's yeah. the position that we find ourselves in, man. And it's it's vexing. I don't know how to address it. I don't know what to say to folk. All I do is try to help as much as I possibly
2: can. Right, right. two point four million more people this week uh, applied for unemployment. Go ahead, Crush.
3: Yeah, I just I definitely believe this reopening is uh, is hasty. Although I understand it's somewhat of a limited reopening. Uh, now maybe a, maybe some places you know feel fully reopened, but um, I definitely think it's hasty overall. Um, that second wave is gonna is gonna kick in. It's gonna be horrible, and um, you know. I can only hope for the best at that point that, you know, that, that we have taken them, that we, you know, we've taken the measures we can take to, to keep ourselves safe. Um, but I understand why they did it. The, the, the economic pressure um, was outweighing the public health But yeah. that's, but that's part, but that's part of the which, dilemma though, which, man. Which, which is, which is, which is, which is, which is, which is, you know, com, which is morally bankrupt, of course. Um, for Kyle real, is, but yep. but capitalism is one hungry bitch. You know what I'm saying? But that's
2: what I'm saying. That's, I think that's part <laughs> of the dilemma that we're not really facing at this point because we look at it, these are decades and decades and decades of politicians dipping in or cutting, slashing, manipulating the social safety net that we've been building for how long? Mm. Because you're looking at other countries where they're paying their folks 75 and 80% of their salary. So that they can stay home and make sure that they're not affected by this. And then on top of that, you just heard Trump, just heard Trump, the other, I think, early, if not today, yesterday, talking about he's getting ready with the Senate, uh, the Republican senators to cut unemployment benefits. How can you cut unemployment benefits like this now when you know that there are 2.4 million people this week just applied for unemployment, man? But you're going to cut the benefits?
4: So all those people who are really employment, if you cut yes. that, really what are you going to do? Now they're going to put pressure on it to go Why? Back to work. What rancid now? Forcing them to go back to work, man. All these, a lot of these companies are pushing these politicians to vote to go back to work because they are going to be hurt financially by continuing to have to put these, you know, unemployment benefits out. Mind there. you, these are the, the so, larger so, corporations. So, so wait a minute, wait a minute. So
3: is he, is he, is he somehow implying that he, or trying to force these companies to rehire people? Well, part of this is part of the thing, and hopefully
2: we do get this thing locked down. Next week we're supposed to have uh, a congressional aide. I won't say his name yet. But a congressional aide helped us come on the show and talk to us about the current bills that are in uh, the House now and hopefully how that will push forward, getting another stimulus check out to the folks, what it's going to do for small businesses and what type of worker protections are going to be in that bill. Because apparently some of the lobbyists for these corporations have jumped out there and been like, yo, (laughs) our folks don't want to come to work, but. We don't want them to come to work and then have somebody get sick or die and then them sue us. So what are y'all going to do about it? And the Republicans in the Senate specifically are leaning towards putting something in the next bill that will protect corporations, that if they force their folks to go back to work, that they cannot be held liable for it. So you've got that coming down the pipeline. And you've got the fact that 45 is over here cutting unemployment and these uh, other, these other social, uh, social benefits right now during the time of pandemic when everybody needs it. Like, it just sounds m- like madness to me. And that's one of the yeah, reasons I'm, why I I'm, asked I'm, you, because
3: my job, yo, I'm, yo, I'm blessed gonna, in the He's going to tell everyone to be hired everybody. That, that's pretty much how stupid, how of, stupid, that's stupid of, he is. That's how stupid he is. That's exactly the the in what in he's, he's
2: going to say. He's that's like, everyone, to hired them all. Well, part of the initiative at this point is that they're <laughs> saying that the I don't know who, who, um, who initiated this portion of the bill or this portion of the conversation. But part of the conversation is that if these companies have furloughed for whatever reason their employees, that they cannot get additional aid or assistance if they do not hire those folks back in total. In total but everybody. even if you hire them back in total, if you're giving these corporations uh protection from being held liable what's the purpose you're gonna have folks come back get sick because these people can't afford these companies especially these mom-and-pop places these smaller businesses can't afford ppes and the shutdown to clean up and do all that stuff and then folks come in there and they die come on like anyway all right uh we're going to take a quick break but when we come back we're going to discuss The recent proposals coming down through the NFL about how they hire minorities. Uh, This ought to be very interesting. Uh, Stick around. We'll be right back.
3: Hey, and this is Mike um, from the Genuine Chit Chat Podcast, and you are checking out the In the Black podcast with Big O, Crush, and L. And take it from me as their exonerated best white friend. It's I've gotta say, you've gotta check out this podcast. It is the best, especially if you're just sick of white people shit. So check it out.
2: All right, and welcome back. Thanks for sticking around. In the previous segment, we talked about how racism is a public health crisis. Ooh. I think that was probably the biggest portion of, of the last of the last block. That really, yeah. Yeah. very, some really emotional shit. But in any event, what we're going to get into now, we're going to talk about the NFL's recent. I won't say the NFL's recent proposal, but proposals being floated around in the NFL now that will provide incentives to teams to hire minority general managers and coaches. Now, based on what's being understood in conversation, it is not something being proposed specifically by the NFL, but was something brought up by owners, several owners in the uh, the NFL, who brought it to the attention of other owners in the NFL to try and address the minority gap in the hiring process. Because everyone that you may talk to, even the more far right of those or conservative of those people will tell you that the Rooney rule <clears throat> right now, which is the rule that helps to make sure that every NFL team at least, um, at least interviews one minority candidate has not been successful. This initiative, being proposed by some of these owners and has not been picked up by the NFL at all. I want to make sure I reiterate that would say that if a team were to hire a minority coach, head coach, able to move. I'm sorry. A minority head coach. Oh, I apologize. You're right. Very a minority concerned. head coach mm-hmm. that that team could move up six spots from the, in the third round of the NFL draft if they were to also, if they were to hire a minority general manager, they would be able to move up 10 spots in the NFL draft from the third round. If they were to hire both, they could potentially move up 16 spots in the NFL draft, basically putting them into a high bracket of the second round. I want all of that. I want that to sink in. So with that being said, L, what are your thoughts? Because you've been bubbling about this for a minute. I, hear, I want you to I get you on the record now.
4: This is some bullshit, family. Uh, the Rooney Rule is a rule that was put in place to try to solve a huge problem within the NFL. And that is the good old boy network, the, the, the white owners, those white GMs, those other white coaches practicing nepotism and hiring people that they know to come in and run organizations. And in the process, overlooking most times more qualified candidates who were candidates most times who were black so the Rooney Rule was put into place to try to solve that particular issue, but this thing right here—this <laughs> <laughs> is some um, unbelievable. I-, I-, I struggle with even finding the words to describe how treacherous I find. Damn,
2: that's what you <laughs> said. That's that's some strong words, <laughs> my guy. It's treacherous. treacherous. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but it's it's a sign, it's a sign of such, desperation. such shenanigans afoot, you know I mean? it's a shenanigans of foot, bro. some mystery, it's about it's de- desper- desperation on behalf of the NFL. Yeah, that is some desperate it's shit. So desperate to the point where they're telling you That's hey, listen, Steelers, if you hire a black head coach, this is what I'm going to give you. I'm gonna allow you to move up a number of spots to improve your team. What? This is the type of trade-off that we have to do. I would have much rather that Roger Goodell would have kept on with the same line of thinking that he kept with after the Super Bowl. After the Super Bowl, Roger Goodell acknowledged publicly, we have an issue with hiring minority coaches. I don't know how to fix it, but
2: it needs to be addressed. Okay, before you continue, I wanna make sure that we play some thoughts from notable black folks. First up is going to be Lewis Riddick. He was a general manager. He's a black uh, former general manager for the Redskins and for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, He is an African-American and of course, uh, (laughs) Screaming Steven or Steven A. Smith to hear his thoughts as well. Let's take a quick listen.
0: Well the diversity committee is going to have to get together with ownership and they're going to have to create these maybe these kind of job fairs or these forums where people can really just sit down and talk in a non-formal setting and get to know one another on a one-on-one basis how comfortable I am with am I with you as a person how comfortable am I with communicating with you about things that really that go far beyond what football really entails cuz otherwise but see, I have no other explanation as to why this isn't happening more. And I, I, I refuse to believe it's simply because I'm a minority and you are not. Because, look, if, if that's the case, then there's really nothing you can do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to right now you know, continue to believe that it's a comfort level that needs to be reached because that, that really is the next frontier, I think, that we're going to have to really explore here. Because after that, I really don't know where you go with this. I really don't. I love it. I don't love the particulars.
1: I don't love the specifics. It's a gimmick. It's a gadget. I mean, it's no plan, no real thought to it whatsoever. We get that. So... That's not why I'm saying I love it, because this wouldn't work. You don't want to be a black man hired under these conditions, because you would be the epitome of what they call an affirmative action hire. Uh, But the reality is, is that if you think about why I love it so much, I love that it provokes the conversation, because now the conversation has been provoked. The conversation has been stirred. And that is what I think is the most important thing to peel from this. We're finally able to have this discussion.
2: Okay, given what these two gentlemen have said, what did you, Crush, what did you think about Riddick's position that he believes that it's not really about, or that he hopes it's not really about race that's stopping folks from being able to be hired?
3: You know, that, 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 that <laughs> you know, wishful thinking at best. Let Crush talk best. So I'm laughing, nigga. Right. Goddamn. Uh, <laughs> wishful thinking at best, you know, because. It, it, it go. I mean, the, you. The, it makes makes me question the, whole, the the whole purpose of the Rooney Rule and in, in, in the, first, in the place. first place. I mean, you know, you, you you why do you want to even diminish uh the, the purpose? You know, because you're uncomfortable with acknowledging the larger reality. That I mean, that was your discomfort. That was your whole your discomfort on display. You may have mm. he, he may have tried to come off as ambivalent. <laughs> but he came mm. off. Of, he came off as of rather uncomfortable with the idea of the idea of the idea, and this could be about race. No, that, that, that's absurd. When it and that's exactly what that's about. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That's that's too dismissive for me. What do you the think, hell Steven, do you really think Stephen A.
2: has a point bro. though? Do you think Stephen A. has a point that hey, this opens the door for conversation, and that's why he likes it? Because I mean, it's yeah, I mean, bringing yeah, it to the I, forefront. That, that's what that's
4: all. That, that's all. Had? What do we need to say? What, mm. we, we need to say yeah. that white people are still in position of power. And, <laughs> uh, black people. How many more times do we have to say that? <laughs> I mean, how many more times do you have to have that conversation?
2: Family?
3: Yeah, we we'll, don't we'll need to be a broken record. What?
4: Come on, Stephen. That was some bullshit, family.
2: You know was, I'm kind of surprised bullshit. by? Even Marvin Lewis actually came out and said something against this. And Marvin Lewis wasn't one really to make too much noise or to ruffle feathers when he was a head coach he in Cincinnati. It- he but since he's been Jim released from Crow-ish. Cincinnati, I think what two or three?
4: What'd you say? He called it. He said this is Jim Crow-like rules they're trying. Yes, to put he
2: in place. Yes,
4: he did. Yes, he did. This is which Marvin is strong Lewis, words
2: coming from wise. Marvin. Because like I said, that wasn't really his. That wasn't his M.O. He didn't ruffle feathers. He was pretty quiet about a lot of those things. I was surprised to hear it from him. But I think what this boils down to, once again, I, we got to reiterate because we want to be in a platform of facts. We're not yes. going to go out there. We'll, we'll give you our opinion, but we want to be a platform of facts. So facts. the NFL has not picked this up yet. They have It's not. just something that was being floated around amongst some of the owners to try and resolve this issue. And I mm-hmm. put that in quotations. But they did, hold on, to be clear, this was
4: presented as a resolution at a virtual meeting that was attended
2: by owners. Does that represent the 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 shield per se, or is that just the ownership? Because those are two separate things, man. You can disconnect the ownership from the shield. I I mean, isn't that the whole premise that they were talking about with Roger Goodell and his whole? That's basically his okay. whole his his okay. position in total, right? That he is the representation or the body of the NFL, and the ownership is just the ownership. Or maybe I thought, oh, it, was, uh, I thought that, it was. That's
3: the, I, I, I thought I there was something.
4: Roger worked for the owners. No, I know. I always understood there was something above the ownership. Yeah, and again, I, I, I don't. I'm not. even We don't. That's not even an important piece. Right, right, so right, 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 right. Just the right. fact that it was presented to the owners,
2: so the owners are aware of this information. Right, right. At this point, it doesn't seem as though it's caught any tailwind. What that means, given that there's only one minority owner in the whole 32 teams of the NFL, I don't know what that means. But I mean, that's the. At this stage, that's where we are. But I think what it does, and it's very, not only is it dismissive, but it's very undermining to tell, to basically say that if you are to hire a, a minority general manager or a minority head coach, that they are not qualified. And because they're not qualified, we need to give you something to basically level
3: you up. You know what? It sounds like a setup, man. It sounds like a fucking setup. It sounds the like a fucking setup, coach. G. Yeah. It sounds like a setup. That's all it is. Because we give you all this, and guess what? You fuck it up and don't go and don't bring home no rings. Mm. So yeah, yeah, it's gonna and be it's a setup.
4: Can, and then the owners can go back and actually blame this
2: particular policy. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, exactly. it will be easier for you to do it. And we are back think at, back that, at though, square one.
3: Would,
2: would you want to be would you want to be no. higher? You could do this. I don't think any person would want to be a black or minority hire if this thing would actually go through. Because it would be
3: officially an affirmative action hire. Look, Look, I guarantee you, whoever was in the pipeline now, dipped. Don't know. Whoever yeah, was in the pipeline? Now, 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 gentlemen, I I, I know I'm not the sports guy, but was there anybody that that, that was in the air that could have yes. been in this situation? And the next left, which was a on number the number table, an enemy was which? on the table. Now, how many names? How many names could have could do you where Are you guys aware of? Could have been a part of this situation. Those oh. two off the top were All very, top very of my head. Were very hard. Team, Yo, two, they're dipping. They're, they're dipping. They're dipping. You crush, think they're really gonna go through with that crush, shit, bro?
4: If I, I, I'm listen, man, I want to believe that if this was to go forth, that these two brothers would say absolutely no, we're not going to be involved in this. But I am not the guy to ask that shit to because me, I'm thinking that these brothers, because I don't, I don't see enough of us in these particular power positions. Stepping up and out when this type of blatant racism is up in our face, I don't see enough of it. I, I haven't. I didn't see enough when Cap was kneeling. I didn't see yep. enough outrage when they didn't get hired. Eric enemy was quiet. Leftwich didn't have shit to say. All these caps who was in position of getting hired was quiet. You could hear a rat piss on cotton. They
2: didn't say nothing.
3: Hmm. Damn. This is this is gonna get complicated. It's, didn't man, even, it's, it's going to I even forgot that they
2: again. was they was they was
3: dead quiet like that, man. Didn't say a word, man. And and, 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 and I guarantee you, there's a probably a few other guys that were by waving in the wings, they're thinking, rethinking this whole their whole ambition now. But meanwhile, you got that clown that's in Arizona, the guy hired off some
2: old bullshit. He I mean he was at Texas Tech for like what a year, two years? And was he was trash year. when he trash. was there. Both trash. Years. And somehow he got picked up. You got uh, what's what's Gruden's brother's name? What's the dude that just left Washington? The one that just left Washington, trash Gruden. It was it was one of the trash trash bag Gruden how that dude, know, they said he had a 30
3: minute interview with uh you know, Snyder well, I, and
2: then they picked him up. You no, know, you know 30
3: I, minutes. I, I hate to think this is all related to the uh, to the uh, to the uh, to the hashtag support everything black. What do you mean? The idea that you know, as a people at this point in, in our history we have to support every opportunity we're given because we at least need to be in the room. So mm. I'm afraid that we're not going to have, well, this is an ongoing argument I'm having with a few people, um, you know, that we don't have the, uh, the gravitas or the wherewithal to police ourselves, to police the quality of our work and our efforts. You know what I'm saying? But cause we're not there yet. Quote unquote. So do those guys left, with? do they take the L and get up there with their sixteen slots, and try for that ring next year, or do they say, "Nah, I'm not. I'm not going for that. I'm not going for the Okie Doke." I don't. That's, I don't see any conversation, player, man.
4: I don't see him walking away from this, man. I, I, I don't I, see him. We, well, they, we better, win. Conversation they before, better win. They better win because you're putting these people's they money at win. jeopardy, man. They better win. You're
2: putting their livelihood at jeopardy. So,
4: well, he's going to win this year because they got Brady. So he's he's in a great position now.
2: Who? Uh, what's the name in Tampa? Now, Left I see, see that would be
4: yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. That would be awesome if one of these guys took it. This took it all the way, bro. Be enemy. Eric Be enemy. turned Pat Mahomes into a it's god Golden level Boy. QB.
2: Yeah.
4: And was now, passed Golden over Boy. two years in now, a row. Now, out of those two guys, who do you think could could be do yeah, do, yeah, enemy? Yeah. Okay. The enemy should have been. He should have been. And the only way he's going to get an opportunity if Andy Reid retires and the staff. And the owners of Kansas City say, hey, we're going to give the job up. Up. Yeah. That's the yeah. only way I see dude getting the job.
3: And this whole 16 slots thing, I mean, well, I mean, if, well, okay. Well, I guess my other question is being uneducated. You know, are there any GMs in the atmosphere that could fill these two slots to get their 16 slots in the draft? No. Nobody? Not right if, now, man. Nope. Not, not they like, wanted to
4: make this resolution sure? real serious. Instead of putting it a third-round pick, move that shit up to a first or a second. Then we can have a conversation. Really? If, if you keep talking about first-round, having a conversation meaning now I can take you more serious. But a mm. third-round pick? Mm, okay. For, 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 for the GM? For yeah. either. Listen, for, for, either. for me, oh. it doesn't matter. I mean, I don't think it's going to happen. But then right. I can right, actually right, right, say right, they're right. trying to put some... But this is a fucking third round pick, sixteen slots, third
2: round. Yeah, thirty-two teams. You only 32. moving up six, sixteen, whatever. Come on, fam. yeah, it's a slap in the like face. They, they, they not. I mean, once again, It seems like NFL. these owners, yes. quote unquote, they're they're spitballing. I think it was some blind spitballing because I think they were really completely amb- ambivalent to like the the impact or the 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 insult that this could possibly be. But.
3: The perception, the perception yeah, is, co- yeah. is completely wrong, son. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, the, the, mean the, 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 the setup point. is terrible, man.
2: I won't go as far to say I don't think that they knew what, they didn't know what it would look like. I don't, but at the very least, I don't think that they cared, to be honest with you. Like, for me, I don't really think that it, like, even crossed their mind to think that this would look as bad. It's like, this is a Jim Crow-esque, anyway, all right. Right about now is the time when we'd like to give you little bits of news or words of wisdom that you can take with yourself into the week. So uh Boogie, what's up, man? Man, I ain't got
4: shit. Just be safe, man. Just be safe. Just take care of yourselves out there, man. Shit is yeah. treacherous. Take care of
2: yourselves. <laughs> Crush.
3: What's up, man? Um, yeah, I don't got much to say either. I just want everyone to be safe. And um, uh yeah you know just uh you know uh, you know stay closer you know know, keep an eye on your loved ones and uh you know uh, keep you keep washing your hands (laughs) (laughs) uh what's up for me this week man uh they
2: in the case of ahmaud arbery they actually arrested the dude that videotaped the whole thing so he's now having charges brought up for him because essentially they said it was essentially a impeded his ability to escape. So I'm glad that they're moving with progress. Additionally, Kenneth Walker, who's the boyfriend of Brianna Taylor, who got shot afterwards, Uh. he's also been released and able to go home and released on bill. So he's home at this point. It looks as though they're being more quiet about their pursuit of pushing this uh attempted murder on him but we'll see how that works out too but at least there seems to be progress in both of those cases so
3: actually i do got one thing to what's up i just remembered uh say what's up the bounty killer and beanie man on versus this weekend <laughs> this is gonna be crazy <laughs> dude yo I'm, I'm sorry man bounty's gonna kill him <laughs> you really have to think about it that case <laughs>
2: I'm hoping I, was, I would rather see Bounty Kill and Buju whoa,
3: whoa, 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 whoa. And Buju no, just no, drops up. No, no, it's no. When Cats brought up they were like, bro, I don't know if there's anyone to go up against Buju. It'd, like, it'd be like Buju versus Three Dots. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not Movado. <laughs> yeah,
2: well, anyway, nope. that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> L, where could folks find you if they'd like to find you, man?
4: Hey, man. Uh, Instagram and Twitter at Elgin Bailey.
3: Yes, indeed. Crush, where can people find you if they'd like to find you, man? Find me on Instagram at SP Methods where you can check out my album Entropy on Audio Mac and Apple Music, as well as Orange Crush with a K. No doubt. And I am big old Mr. In the
2: Black himself. You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at MR underscore In the Black. And I want to thank you guys once again for joining us for another incredible episode of the In the Black podcast. You could have been anywhere else or anywhere in your house, but you chose to kick it with the us. Basement, and we appreciate the attic, it. The bathroom. <laughs> I know, bro. Help us continue these conversations yes. by joining us on our Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram, at In the Black, PDCST. And as always informed intelligent in, in the, the black. black peace peace
0: this is this is the in the black podcast in the black bro and it's down one of the best
1: podcasts I ever heard though I like y'all. Fredrix <laughs> what up I'm your <laughs> I'm <your brother> <laughs> listen. Oh. In the black podcast, and your lad it's all facts. You don't like that, the fall back. In the black podcast, don't talk trash. Switch fast. If you ain't broad, then you go know whack. Influence intelligent elements, always relevant. Not for the weak and delicate. This is eloquent excellence. We are setting the precedence. Rest of them are excrement. In the black podcast, the truth like the testament. Don't know no, black up he, bro. Man, a specialist. Know so what the podcast broadcast y'all best with this. Like said they my cheat, oh no, do so effortless. I listen and I learn when i listen listening and I benefit. Reporting current events, everything that is prevalent. This is so exquisite a scientific experiment. Giving you the news, not views without evidence. Telling you the truth, sentiments without embellishments. Relax, ease the facts. Bringing them to your residence, In your house, and your tenement. Listen make your intelligence. Body filled with melody power that's so assettling. Bright in the stars, bringing some light back to the desolate. In the black podcast, the girl mm-hmm. lad is all facts, you don't like that, the fall back, back. In the mm-hmm. mm-hmm. black podcast, the one top, who looks watch, black up here, chat with your own In the black podcast, the girl lad is all facts, you don't mm-hmm. like that, the mm-hmm. fall back, back. In the black podcast, we outlast, last wanna them, kind, none of them, no mm-hmm. the country mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm like that though. <laughs> yeah, man, so I just it. Yeah. This, this is what I DJ? what what what
3: This is